This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation! Give me a golf course. 70 courses! Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga. How about a garden tour? Mount Park. Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Hello and welcome to Saver, production of iHeartRadio. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we have an episode for you about horchata. Yes, it's definitely going to be a fun with pronunciations episode. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. As we like to call them, but we're going to give it our best saver shot. <laughs> yes, uh, only one of us really extensively studied Spanish, and that was me, and that was in high school, and high school was not recently for me, so mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. I studied Spanish, but I was studying a bunch of other languages at once, and now I just get confused about how to pronounce any of it. Uh-huh. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's fair. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I do love... Uh, some horchata. Um, I've only had it twice, but both times were wonderful. <laughs> One time involved rum, and it was very, very Ooh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I've been very pleased that some of the uh, Mexican restaurants in town have started, uh, along with the the entire like horchata boom that we're in the middle of here in the United States. Like a lot of local places about town have been offering offering it along with their other agua frescas, and um, I've been. So delighted with that. Yes. Oh, yes. Um, You can see, we were just discussing, as we've said, we've done a lot of episodes, so it kind of gets all muddled up here, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. (laughs) related to this one, past episodes on sugar, rice, cinnamon, any, a lot of those spices I think we've done that might get involved. Yeah. Yeah. um, And we were trying to remember whether or not we had ever done episodes about milk punches. 
mm-hmm. or not. And we have no idea. I'm like, <laughs> it might fit into like butter beer a little bit or maybe mm-hmm. during our New Orleans cocktail hour episode or. I think so. I think anything could have happened. <laughs> anything could have happened, everybody. We don't know. <laughs> you know as much as we do. <laughs> At least. At you, least. Prob- you probably remember it better. It's true. It's true. <sighs> well, uh, does this bring, I mean, I guess this raises a lot of questions. It but does. <laughs> yes. <laughs> does it bring us to one in particular? It does indeed, Lauren. Bizarre. Orchata. What is it? Well, uh, horchata is a style of drink that can be many things, but at its core is uh, probably creamy without being too heavy, uh, at least a little bit sweet, uh, and at least a little bit spiced. It can be served hot or cold, thin or thick, with additions like uh, fruit or seasonings of all kinds. The kind that I'm familiar with again is yeah, like a like a creamy agua fresca kind of thing. Like if um like if rice pudding were a cool, refreshing drink served over ice, just lightly sweet and seasoned with cinnamon and vanilla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the kind I've had as well. Plus rum one time. <laughs> Plus rum the one time. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, the creamy element in horchata is often plant-based instead of being dairy-based with ingredients like rice or almonds or tubers and or other grains, starches, seeds, or nuts being ground and then soaked in water. And then you blend that whole mixture into, yes, a non-dairy milk. Uh, nuts and seeds have a lot of fats and also a lot of proteins, which help make a smooth, creamy drink because um, because some of the proteins can act as like intermediaries between the fats and the water, which do not normally want to mix. The proteins can help them emulsify. Starches, meanwhile, work a little bit differently to make a milk. Uh, if you if you free the starch molecules from their structures in a in a grain of rice or whatever it is that it is, uh, those starches will glom onto water molecules and swell up. And this typically makes a a thicker but like slightly more gritty textured uh, non dairy milk. Orchata is. An excellent excuse to play with making your own non-dairy milks at home. Um, One Ariel Johnson with the MIT Media Lab recommends heating the soaked nuts and or grains to to help with extracting the like operative molecules, but warns to not heat starchy bases above 140 Fahrenheit, that's 60 Celsius, because otherwise you will unspool the starch molecules. And then instead of having a drink, you will have like a glue, which... You know, like if you if you want a pudding, then just go for it. <laughs> I can't stop you. It's um, true. We have very little power. I, <laughs> shockingly little. <laughs> yeah, upsettingly so. <laughs> uh, different versions of horchata can be found all over the world using different base ingredients: uh, barley or the seeds of melons or squash, oats, coconut, sesame seeds, cashews, peanuts. Uh, There's a version in Ecuador that isn't creamy at all, I don't think, but it's more like a pink herbal infusion. Uh, In different cultures, horchatas are sometimes consumed, um, like this Ecuadorian version, as as, uh, functional or even medicinal drinks um, and made with medicinal plant infusions. 
And then to your base, uh, whether or not you're doing the functional food kind of thing, you can add all kinds of uh, mix-ins and flavorings. Um, you can you can use uh, dates or, or sugar of whatever kind to add that sweetness. I've also seen recipes call for sweetened condensed milk or evaporated milk or even some plain milk or cream. Um, spices and other stuff like uh, allspice, nutmeg, lime zest, cocoa. You can indeed make it the base of a cocktail by adding rum or like a, like a nice barrel-aged tequila would be good. Um, or, I mean, you know, whatever you want, I suppose. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, of course, you do not need to make your own uh, non-dairy milk in order to make a horchata. Uh, flavored syrups and infusion sachets and powdered mixes are all available for purchase. It can be served on its own or as an accompaniment to uh, meals or to snacks like pastries and um, horchaterias, like like little like horchata cafes. Um, <laughs> I feel like I have the twice I've had it. I've seen it on menus a lot, um, but I have normally had it around this time of year, like maybe slightly into the more Christmassy time as well. I'm not sure why that is, but that's just been my experience. I think I think here in the states we we so associate um, cinnamon and and those other spices with being like fall to winter kind of spices. I've always had it in the summer um, to kind of like cool down like a particularly spicy meal. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how that I'm more sense. familiar with it. But you know, whenever you like, exactly. Well, <laughs> what about the nutrition? Yeah, it depends a lot <laughs> on how you make it, perhaps, obviously. It can be pretty calorie-dense with uh, sugars and fats. It can have a decent punch of protein. As a beverage, um, it generally won't really, like, fill you up, but it can certainly help keep you going, d- depending. Um, you know, watch your watch your sugar intake, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have too many numbers for you, but we do have a few. We have a couple, yeah. Uh, so as of 2018 or so, um, Spain, which is one of the places that popularized horchata, um, Spain was consuming more than 50 million liters, that's about 13 million gallons of horchata per year, um, for an estimated market value of about 60 million euros, um, which is you know, nearly 70 million U.S. dollars as of today's exchange rate. Wow. Yeah. it's quite yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. And yeah, speaking of, horchata has recently experienced a massive spike in popularity in the U.S. In 2019, sales of that flavor shot up by 257% in this country. Hoofta. Yeah. Real, <laughs> really experienced a sudden and dramatic climb. Um, Vampire Weekend has a song called Horchata, in fact. Yeah. Yeah, came out came out in uh, way back in two thousand nine. They were ahead of the curve. A little, yeah, they were. Ahead. Yeah, yeah. Um, according to my very cursory internet search, it, it hit the Billboard bubbling under Hot one hundred singles chart at number two, which we discussed. I, I don't know. I don't know what it means. We don't know what it means. I think it means it's really the next. It's like. The next 100 under the top 100. Like 101 so through 200. Exactly. That's what um, I think it is. Um, well, we certainly will never know today. <laughs> we'll, we'll never know, and there's no way for us to find out. <laughs> I know in a lot of articles I read that brought up this fact, like they were saying how impressive it was that they were able to rhyme horchata with so many different things. So, yeah. hey. Um, Good for them. Time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good for them. 
Um, we do have quite an interesting history for you on this one. Yes, we do. Um, and we are going to get into that. But first, we are going to get into a quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation! Give me a golf course. 70 courses! Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? Time for chill vibes. Beach How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smoove and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. So, orchata is believed to have originated in North Africa and specifically in what is now Mali and Nigeria, as far back as 2400 BCE. Some sources also trace its roots, or maybe influences is a better word, um, back to an ancient Roman barley-based elixir that was used for a whole range of medicinal things. Mm -hmm. Um, Barley, in particular, was believed to have healing, cooling properties. Over the centuries, it became a category of drinks, um, made with a whole host of ingredients, which is always fun when you're trying to research the history of something. <laughs> um, yes, yes. Yes, <laughs> including various seeds, nuts, and grains. In the early days, orchata was made of tiger nuts that had been dried and ground up into a sort of milky substance. Um, sugar and water was then added to this milky stuff, and then it was filtered, resulting in something that had a similar texture to rice pudding. And a note about tiger nuts... <laughs> Mm-hmm. These, of course, are not nuts either. Because no! there is almost never is. <laughs> they are tubers that have been cultivated for thousands of years. The oldest records we have of tiger nuts come out of ancient Egypt, and the ancient Egyptians prized them um, as snacks and medicinally. Yeah, uh, evidence of drinks made with tiger nuts have been found in Egyptian tombs, um, and it's thought that conquering Romans brought these drinks back with them to Europe. 
Tiger nuts are called uh, chufa in Spanish, um, and they looked a little bit like hazelnuts to Europeans, hence hence one of the many names. I've seen also earth almonds. <laughs> earth almonds? Earth I didn't almonds. see that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, they were lauded as a, as a health food for a long time by, um, by Persian and Arab physicians and botanists. Yeah, um, ancient Greek botanists wrote about them too. However, these days... Tiger nuts are largely viewed as a despised weed that causes millions of dollars in agricultural damage while also attracting some attention as a superfood. Um, Potentially, we could return to this for a whole future topic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just never heard of tiger nuts before, so I was like, I better look into what these are. And they seem to have a pretty interesting history. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. During the Muslim conquest of Spain, beginning in the 700-800 CE, the drink was potentially introduced to that area. Again, depending on how people defined it and who are we crediting with, like, what part of it, people can get a little tied up in the weeds and details there can get a little Mm -hmm. messy. Um, But yeah, they perhaps particularly introduced it to and near Valencia, where Valencians grew a lot of rice, which is a crop that shares similar ideal growing conditions as tiger nuts. The Spanish, who are credited with popularizing this version of the drink made with tiger nuts, called or- called it horchata de chufa. One of the first recipes of this in the written record appeared in a 1324 Catalonian manuscript. Yeah, uh, this recipe called for uh, soaked ground tiger nuts, or, or chufa, right? And then sugar, cinnamon, and lemon rind. One popularly told story is that the name actually came from King James I of Spain. After a young girl served him this drink on a hot 13th century day, he took a sip and exclaimed in Valencian, This is gold, pretty girl. Or, This is not milk, it's gold, girl. (laughs) Which I did not want to attempt in Valencian because I would have butchered it. But in Valencian has some words that together sound sort of like horchata. Yeah, it's it's more likely that the that the name came from a uh, Roman word for barley, which I didn't make a note about. But um, but I think we talk a little bit about in just a second. Um, but at any rate, horchata de chufa is is still popular in Valencia, and there are some um, horchaterias that have been operating for like two hundred years that you can still go to today. Oh, cool! Yeah. An early French recipe for barley water out of 1393 called for boiling some water, adding some barley, licorice, and or figs, bringing it back to a boil, straining that into goblets that were prepped with a decent amount of rock sugar, and serving that to especially the ill. Um, The English often added herbs and raisins into the mix. Eventually, the English replaced the barley with ground almonds to make a drink called or jat, which was all in vogue for a hot minute, while barley was seen as old-fashioned. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the word orjat does share its etymology with orchata, and these days orjat is more of a syrup than a nut milk, um, like, like a like sugary, fine-ground almonds um, that's used mostly as a cocktail ingredient. It's an, in, an integral part of the Mai Tai, and you can see our Mai Tai episode for a little bit more on that. Yes, that one I do remember. (laughs) Huzzah! Yep. Um, Through colonization, the drink made its way to West Africa. The Mexican version of the drink, with a base of rice milk, cinnamon, and sugar, dates back to at least the 16th century, after conquistadors had brought those ingredients to the region. 
Um, they did not bring the shufa, the tiger nuts, with them, so rice milk was used in its place. After this drink took off in Mexico, it spread and evolved based on available ingredients and taste across Latin America. In Venezuela and Puerto Rico, sesame seeds got added into the mix. In El Salvador, the fruit moro was mixed in. In Ecuador, 18 different herbs and flowers are used in horchata loyana. Um, I uh, hope I'm not butchering that. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, and that, that's the that's the more um, uh, pink and herbal one that I was talking about at the top. Um, and I believe that the El Salvador and and I think a couple other places make it too with um with moro seeds. I think it's the seeds and not the fruit, but I could be mistaken. Please write in and let us know if yes. you have any idea about this. Yes, yes, yes. Um, that could be me not knowing what Moro is. And I, was, I had to look it up because I've never heard of it before. I was like, oh, it's a fruit. Who knows? Let us know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All of this is one of many examples of African cuisine influencing Latin American culture and cuisine, largely due to multiple global migration movements and the trade of enslaved peoples. All of this in the face of colorism and violent pushback. Um, so there were some pretty interesting articles about some examples of that and horchata being one of them. Yeah. Uh, Meanwhile, by 2012, food manufacturers had uh, started selling horchata drink mixes and flavorings in the U.S. market. Yes. Speaking of, in 2017, Starbucks introduced the horchata almond milk frappuccino, their first all-almond milk drink. Adding coffee to the horchata is viewed as blasphemous in some circles. A lot of people have some very strong opinions about this. Mm-hmm. Um, and we argue that, you know, it's another example of gentrification and of capitalism, exploiting culture and history. A lot of people were just like, that's not horchata. It makes me mad that you're making yeah. something that's not horchata and calling it And calling it horchata. <laughs> right. right. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it went big, though. And by 2018, it was being called a, a global flavor trend. Separately, though, I guess... Uh, because you know, in certain, certainly in like in like Valencia and Spain and in many many other regions, um, it's it's just been popular this whole time. Right. Um, and it is in fact so popular in Spain um, and horchata de chufa specifically that researchers are currently looking into how um, the byproducts of the horchata making industry can be collected and used to recover useful stuff like like uh, antioxidants for further applications. Love it. Yeah. So cool. Mm-hmm. So cool. I definitely want some horchata now. <laughs> that sounds so good. Even though it has gotten, we got some chill going on in Atlanta right yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, I think I, I, think I, I don't want a cold horchata at the current moment, but I could try a warm version of horchata. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Sounds amazing. <laughs> Well, I guess that's what we have to say about horchata for now. It is. Um, We do have some listener mail for you, though. We do, but first we have one more quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. 
And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation! Give me a golf course. 70 courses! Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga. How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. And we're back with Listener Nice warm hug. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got out my fluffy socks, so that's that's what the situation I, I Oh, yeah, right yeah, now. yeah. And you're wearing one of your, like, serious sweatshirts. This isn't right. Annie's normal, everyday podcasting sweatshirt. This is one of her, like, w- like fall is yeah. here. I moved up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. John wrote, After I retired from the Army after 24 years as a lawyer and a judge, I used the GI Bill to attend culinary school at the Culinary Institute of America, CIA, at the San Antonio, Texas campus. Our garde manger appetizer class was the one class where the chef instructor let us indulge in our creativity. We just had to be able to hearken back to the originally assigned recipe. This gave my living all over the world creativity a chance to shine. I was given a cold borscht shot as an appetizer, and another in my group had a wonton appetizer. That didn't sound interesting to either of us. I suggested to her to find whatever was left over and make a sausage out of it and make it a fried wonton with plum sauce. She found a couple of leftover duck breast and some candied ginger and made the most amazing candied ginger duck sausage wontons. The borscht was a bit tougher. Hmm. It was a red borscht recipe that was 30% Sancerre wine. I decided to change the red beets to yellow beets in the borscht and then turn them into gelatinized spears. Ooh. I deep fried a red beet chip for the spears to sit on. I placed the radish and dill garnish on the inside and topped the single bite appetizer with a cream fraiche I made and placed a small sprig of dill on top. It was the most dazzling looking dish I made at school and was delicious. As a bonus, they had more than a bit of wine in them. <laughs> I have attached pictures of the duck wontons and the gelatinized borscht. 
After graduation, I went on to teach several courses in the academic section of the school until COVID-19 ended the local campus's use of adjunct faculty. Both experiences were fabulous. Oh, that sounds so good. Right? That's, oh, that sounds so delightful. Yes. And they look amazing. Very creative. Yeah. I want them. (laughs) Why can I not have them? (laughs) Annie is like, yes, please. I will order both of those. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Send it to CO Saver. (laughs) I will be waiting. (laughs) This is a much fancier version of what I've been doing, which is like, I have this old can of SpaghettiOs and some basil. (laughs) Annie, do you need to go grocery shopping again? (laughs) I'm going tomorrow. Okay. Well, that's good. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Thank you. Um, (laughs) Do I need to drop by with some food tonight? No, 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 no. Okay. I made this huge rice tofu thing. Oh, all right. Because that's what I had around again. So it was very good. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, a different John wrote, I just heard the most recent listener mail. One of them mentioned ghost kitchens as specifically corporate restaurants that catfish as smaller mom and or pop places. This begins the tale of Pasquale's pizza and wings. So it is written... And so I've been told, at the beginning of quarantine, when restaurants were scrambling to figure out how to adapt, there came a new pizza place, Pasquale's. I think I'm saying that right. I have no idea. Anyway, and it was good. Like, people were getting excited about it. The menu was small, uh, but the pizza was solid. The wings were great. The meatballs were meaty without being dense. The cheesy bread was delightful. The salads were present. How could this place have been financially solvent enough to be a national chain without anyone ever hearing of them before quarantine? Well, people got all don't F with cats on them and discovered that they were owned by CEC Entertainment. Wait, entertainment? Not like foods or dining? Turns out everyone's new favorite pizza takeaway is... We'll find out after a word from our sponsors. And we're back. Thank you, sponsors. Yes, thank you. Oh, okay. So CEC Entertainment that owns Pasquale's Pizza is Chuck E. Cheese Entertainment. Do, do, do. <laughs> no. Turns out the secret to good pizza is not having a child sneeze on it while attending a birthday party at a rat's casino. Well, when you put it that way. Uh. <laughs> I had heard of this. I totally forgot because this was at the beginning of the pandemic. And there were news stories about it, like, we're the dark side of Pasquale's pizza. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And I, I, oh, man, I can't remember if I remember the name from those news stories or during our Chuck E. Cheese episode, if the name Pasquale's came up or, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Um, oh, we, we also do want to point out that the, the, Subject line of this email was, the calzone is coming from inside the house. (laughs) Terrifying. Yes. Yes. So good. Yeah, Pasquale, I mean, I'm sure some people were like, huh, because he's one of the members of the band, if I remember correctly. Okay, Um, maybe that, oh, goodness. It's all word salad to me today. I... (laughs) My brain is, in fact, a gelatinous ball of borscht. (laughs) 
I mean, you don't just know all the names of the members of the Chuck E. Cheese band off the top of your head. I don't know what's wrong with me, Annie. <laughs> wow. I mean, I know we can't remember the topics we've done in the past, but I expected you to remember this, Laura. And I call myself a food podcaster. Oh, it's time to hang it up, Lauren. <laughs> you got to get in shape. <laughs> shape oh. up if we're going to continue this. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. oh, Pasquale's. Oh, Pasquale's. Well, thanks to both of those <laughs> listeners for writing in. If you yes. would like to write to us, we would love to hear from you. Our email is hello at saverpod.com. We're also on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at saverpod. And we do hope to hear from you. Saver is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thanks, as always, to our super producers, Dylan Fagan and Andrew Howard, with a special shout out today to JJ Posway. Thanks to you for listening, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.